Well, good morning to all our online viewers. I'm Pastor Kong, the campus pastor of the Brooklyn, over the Brooklyn Park campus. It's great having you with us. Like Pastor Greg had mentioned, we are going to continue our 40 days of prayer series. And today we're going to learn more about the Holy Spirit. Now, if you've ever been in church long enough, you probably know that the Holy Spirit is important. But sometimes we don't really know why, because we might not know what the Holy Spirit does. And we might feel better off knowing that we have the Holy Spirit, but we might not fully know how to utilize Him. It kind of reminded me of a peeler this week. And so I was watching my favorite YouTuber, and I learned something new about a peeler that blew my mind. And so let me come up a little closer to show you what I learned. So I learned that a peeler is double-bladed. And so typically how you peel, I've got a piece of cheese, but it will work a whole lot better with, uh, with some carrots. Typically, we peel one slice at a time, but because it's double-bladed, look at that. Back and forth. It makes peeling so much more fun and so much more quicker. So give a shot. Grab a peeler when you have after service. Peel a carrot. See what it's like. It's a ton of fun, I promise you. So it made me wonder, how much a game changer would be when we know how to use our tools right? And then it made me wonder about the Holy Spirit, of how much it would be a game changer if we understood how the Holy Spirit worked in our lives. Do you know how the Holy Spirit's working in your life? Take a moment to think. How do you know when the Holy Spirit is working in your life? Well, if you're not sure, or if you want to know more, I'm glad that you're here with us today. Today we're going to be in John chapter 14, and, and John chapter 14 gives us the clearest understanding of who the Holy Spirit is. And in a little bit here, I'm going to read John chapter 14, verses 15 through 17, and verse 26. And so while I'm prepping, I feel free to pull it up on your phone. One of my favorite apps on, on, uh, on your device is the YouVersion Bible app or the Bible Gateway app. And so if you've got that, download it on your phone. If you've got that on another device, feel free to pull it up. We're going to read John chapter 14, verses 15 to 17, and verse 26. And so in a little bit, I want you to read along with me. And so, again, reading, uh, in, in reading John chapter 14, it gives us a clear picture of what the Holy Spirit, who the Holy Spirit is. John 14 is when Jesus is gathering his disciples for the very last time before he's crucified. And although Jesus knows his death is imminent, it's, it's going to come up, he assures his disciples to be obedient, and he promises the Holy Spirit for them, that the Holy Spirit would take the place of Jesus. And so let's dive into this passage here and see what it says. And so John chapter 14, verses 15 through 17 and 26. And read along with me. If you love me, obey my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him, but it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. But when the Father sends the Advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and remind you of everything I have told, of, told you. Now, before we understand how the Holy Spirit reawakens us, we need to understand the Holy Spirit as an Advocate. Jesus describes the Holy Spirit as 
the advocate. An advocate is a term that we don't use very often, but when we do use it, typically we find it linked with social causes, like being an advocate for human rights or women rights, women's rights or civil rights, individual rights, social justice rights, etc. The biblical understanding of advocate, especially in John chapter 14 here, describes someone who comes alongside a person who needs help, specifically in the courtroom, like a defensive attorney. So the Holy Spirit is like an attorney who comes along us to speak in our defense and to provide counsel. Attorneys help protect us from what we're up against. And similarly, the Holy Spirit protects us from losing our faith and hope in Jesus. The Holy Spirit protects us by reminding us about God's truth and who Jesus is by teaching and reminding us of everything that Jesus has taught us. So what does that look like? We need to know how the Holy Spirit comes beside us and so that we can be awakened to Jesus' truth. And so today we're going to learn that, we're going to learn two ways that the Holy Spirit does that. First, the Holy Spirit is personal. We can be assured that the Holy Spirit knows every one of us personally. You see, Jesus tells us that the Holy Spirit is his representative. So everything that Jesus did, the Holy Spirit does. I think about John chapter 10, a couple, a couple chapters after the passages we just read. Jesus tells us that he is not a stranger to us, but rather when we hear his voice and calls us by name, we follow him. Now, it may not be an audible voice, and likely it might not be an audible voice at all, but if we believe in Jesus, we should be certain that his vo- certain of what his voice sounds like, and it starts by calling us by name. Paul, a disciple, of Je- a disciple later on after Jesus had been crucified and resurrected, Paul goes on to describe this as being adopted as children of God, and that we can refer to God as a loving Father. The personal relationship that we have of God being our personal, fa- of being our loving Father. And our relationship with the Holy Spirit is personal and caring. So the Holy Spirit comes alongside us personally and is caring. Now, have you ever experienced the Holy Spirit being personal and caring in your life? I know for me, I can tell when the Holy Spirit is beside me when I hear a gentle voice calling me by name. And it's a very distinct voice. It's often directing me to pause and listen to what the Holy Spirit wants to teach and remind me, especially about Jesus. And I'll often hear the Holy Spirit's voice when I'm dealing with something that aligns with Jesus' teaching, whether it's loving the marginalized, maybe loving my enemies, which is really hard to do, or asking for forgiveness, or forgiving someone else. And so take a moment. Can you relate? Have you heard the Holy Spirit? Have you heard the Holy Spirit's voice whisper your name in moments where it comes alongside you? Now, I think we all connect to the Holy Spirit in unique ways. So the way that we experience Him can be different. But I think and I believe that we should all hear Him calling us by name. So I wonder, have you heard the Holy Spirit call you by name? And if you don't hear him calling you by name, or if you don't hear him at all, 
Do you find yourself loving Jesus and obeying his commandments, like how the passage began? Being able to hear from the Holy Spirit, being able to experience his love and care for us, being able to experience him coming alongside us, it starts with believing in Jesus, which includes loving him and obeying his commandments. It starts with obeying and learning all the teachings that he left us. It starts with that, so that we can personally experience the Spirit. And knowing that the Spirit is a person allows us to discover the truth that God loves all of us. God loves all of humanity deeply and wants us to experience that perfect love. Now secondly, the Holy Spirit comes beside us when we seek Him. In verse 17, it says that the world cannot receive the Holy Spirit because they neither look for Him or recognize Him. But if we do seek Him, the Holy Spirit will never leave us. It says it right in the passage that we we read. Though the Holy Spirit never leaves us, we can be distracted by other things that prevent us from being aware that the Holy Spirit is besides us. Throughout the four Gospels, the four Gospels, Jesus leaves his disciples and leaves the crowds to go pray in solitude. He goes and turns to silence and stillness, and he prays by himself. Now, when was the last time you unplugged and voluntarily experienced silence, like how Jesus did? Typically, we practice one minute of silence. And so in a little bit here, I'm going to invite you to take the next minute and just simply be silent. Now, over the last month, maybe over the last months and years, we've practiced being silent to be with, be with God. Today, I just want you to simply be silent and be aware of what's around you. What, what do you hear around you? What is amplified when everything is silent? And so, if you've got something else playing in the background, maybe you're watching, you know, uh, pregame stuff before the playoff games today, or if you've got you're doing something. I'm going to invite you just to put it down for a second, maybe, you know, mute it for a second. And then for just a minute, let's settle down, engage in silence. And I just want, again, you to notice what you're experiencing. What is it that's being amplified when you're silent? Maybe be aware of what you hear, what you see, what you feel, what you touch, what you taste. Again, what you simply notice. And so go and take a minute, get yourself comfortable. Again, turn off those you know, any noise, or if you're doing something, you know, take a seat. And let's just experience a minute of silence, and again, just simply notice what you typically don't notice when everything's going on. And so let's go and let's start our minute. I'm going to set a minute on my phone here, and let's just be silent for a minute and see what it is that we're going to experience. And I'll let you know when that minute comes up.
right, our minute's up. What did you hear? What did you see? What did you touch? What did you taste? What did you notice in that minute? Now, I'd love to hear what you notice. And so would you, send some, would you, um, would you put some comments in, in the comment section of the Facebook, Facebook Live of what you noticed in that minute? Again, share with me, share with the rest of our River Life community online of what you saw, what you noticed, what you, what you felt, what you, again, typically don't notice when everything's plugged in. For me, while we were standing in the sanctuary, I heard a slight hum, either coming from our lights or our computer. I heard myself sniffling. I heard footsteps walking back and forth from, from the sound booth to the stream table. I heard the, one of the chairs squeak. And so what did you hear in that minute? Some of you heard some deep stuff, and so I'm going to read a couple comments here. I hear that I've sinned against the Lord, that I need to be right with the Lord. I was overwhelmed by the warmth and love of God. His patience. His grace. I'm glad that you heard these things. Again, I was hoping for just very literal ones, but I'm, I'm glad that you heard something, something like that. I noticed deep breaths and stillness felt wonderful. Feel free to keep on putting them in the comments of sharing just what you noticed in that minute of silence. I heard the furnace. I heard cars roaming by. Now, often I think that silence offers nothing. But when I'm intentional about being silent, there's something stirring. I think it's similar with the Holy Spirit. I think we need to be intentional in seeking the Holy Spirit because He is always with us. I think we need to be intentional because He's always doing something. And the truth is, we might not be aware of what He's doing. Now, another way that the Bible describes the Holy Spirit is in John chapter 3. And John chapter 3 uses things like breath or wind to describe the Holy Spirit. And Jesus says, the wind, referencing to the Holy Spirit, blows wherever it pleases. You hear the sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. I wonder when the last time I paused and listened to the wind. Now I can imagine right now what the wind sounds like, but I've never taken time to pause and simply listen to the wind. And similarly, I wonder if I ever pause and listen to the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit's doing right now. Again, we can each experience silence and stillness very differently. So I encourage you to find ways to unplug and listen to how the Holy Spirit comes besides us. Knowing that the Spirit comes besides us allows us to discover the truth that God is with us. Now I've said a lot. If I were to summarize these two points, it'd be this. The Holy Spirit comes besides us and reawakens us to Jesus' truth. The Holy Spirit comes besides us and reawakens us to Jesus' truth. 
And we need that reawakening to the promises Jesus made for us. It can feel like we're trapped in a nightmare, but we must remember that Jesus has given us the Holy Spirit who comes beside us so that we know his truth. So let us be aware that the Holy Spirit is personal and comes beside us when we seek him. Let us be attentive that when God connects with us, he calls us by name. And it might be hard to be aware when the Holy Spirit's beside us. So when it's noisy, let's try to find a quiet place, literally and figuratively. For some of us, it means literally going to a quiet place. For some of us, it might just figuratively quieting our minds and whatever noise that we have up here. Be quiet and listen to where the Holy Spirit is and where the Holy Spirit's going. The Holy Spirit is with us forever. So let's be attentive and aware so that we can be reminded of God's truth and live out what he taught us. As we wrap up our sermon here, I want to take a moment just to quickly reflect what the Holy Spirit's doing right now. And so I'm going to ask you four questions as you reflect on what you heard. The first question, I'll do this piece by piece, but I'll, I'll, I'll say the questions and I'll, I'll, we'll walk through it slowly. I want you to consider what are one or two words that characterize this sermon. If you were to sum up this entire sermon in one or two words, what would they be? Second question I want you to reflect on, and again, I'll, we'll do this question by question a little bit here. What did the Holy Spirit say to you during the sermon? Try to summarize it in one sentence. What did the Holy Spirit say to you during the sermon? And then third question. What are you going to do in response to what the Holy Spirit said to you? What are you going to do in response to what the Holy Spirit said to you? And the last question. What can we do to help? So let's walk through this reflection section here. And feel free to think aloud or to think online by putting comments in below. So, what are one or two words that characterize the sermon? Feel free to share it with the people you're with. Feel free to share it with our congregation online. Feel free to say aloud what one or two words summarize the sermon. All right, next. What did the Holy Spirit say to you during the sermon? And again, I invite you to tell the people next to you, if you're watching it with somebody else, I invite you to put it in the comments below of what the Holy Spirit said to you during the sermon. The next question. What are you going to do in response to what the Holy Spirit said to you? What are you going to do in response to what the Holy Spirit said to you? And then lastly, what can we do to help? And again, this one's going to take a little bit more of just thinking to yourself, and so I again invite you. Let someone know who's besides you. 
let us, let us know in the comments, what can we do to help in obeying what the Holy Spirit's doing, what the Holy Spirit comes alongside you and telling you to do? These are four questions that I often ask myself when I hear the Holy Spirit. Again, just summarizing one or, in one or two words what this all means. In a sentence, what did the Holy Spirit say to me? What am I going to do? And what can my church community, what can my, you know, my community of believers do to help me? And so I encourage you, as you go about the rest of your day, as you go about the rest of your week, take into consideration how the Holy Spirit comes alongside you, how the Holy Spirit is personal, and how the Holy Spirit, like the wind, moves and is doing great things, whether we're aware of it or not. Let's take a moment to pray. God, we thank you so much for your Holy Spirit. We thank you that the Holy Spirit moves like the wind and does what he wants. May we be aware of how the Holy Spirit comes alongside us. May we be aware of how the Holy Spirit's working. May we be attentive. May it start with us knowing that, God, you are personal. Jesus was a person. Jesus was personal. And the Holy Spirit is personal. And the Holy Spirit calls us by our name. So let's be attentive when the Holy Spirit is calling us by name. And let us be aware of how the Holy Spirit's moving so that we can be aware and be awakened to the truth of Jesus and live out the commandments that Jesus commanded us to live out. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. And may we continue to be aware throughout the next couple minutes here, the next couple days here, and throughout our entire life. Thank you. And we pray and lift this all in Jesus' name.